Hello, I'm Sean. Welcome to Wellspring Baptist Church Podcast. We're glad that you're listening today. For more information on all that's happening at Wellspring, please visit our website at www.wellspringbaptistchurch.org. I hope this message is a blessing to you. Lord willing, we're starting a new uh, kind of series, I guess you'd say, uh, this morning. We're going to be, uh, on Sunday mornings, kind of studying through, preaching through uh, the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. So open your Bibles up to the book of Ephesians. Make sure we bring our Bibles. You can uh, make sure that uh, we make some notes and uh, kind of do your own personal study through the book of Ephesians as we do it. My goodness, this book uh, is, is rich. Um, so I would encourage you not only to uh, take notes and and to bring your Bible, but also to uh, read through this book multiple times over the next few weeks and even try and do it in, uh, in just one setting, uh, six chapters, so um, could be done fairly easily. But this morning we're only going to get into the first four verses. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible says this, Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Say amen right there. (laughs) Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. This may be a separate message coming in the next few weeks, but in Christ. That is kind of the theme of Ephesians as you go through these first couple chapters. That might be something that you go through and underline every time it says, in Christ. According as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. As we read through the Scriptures, we read through the Bible, Uh, We read in the Gospels the life, death, burial, resurrection, ascension of Jesus Christ in the Gospels. And then we kind of go into the book of Acts, which you could say as the the proclamation of the Gospel, the preaching of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And, And then I would say some of Paul's letters as you get to the letters to the churches that Paul writes that uh, certainly this one in, in, to the church at Ephesus, that you could say that this is the gospel explained. That this is the gospel illuminated or, or, or defined, and specifically defined on how it impacts our lives. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. How it impacts our lives, not just presently, but also eternally. And by the way, the eternal is far more important than the present, but it affects us today. It affects us here and now. That's how he starts. He starts, and I think that this is important to recognize as you look at the book of Ephesians, kind of the layout of it, if you will, that he begins um, with what God has done. 
what God has done in our lives, the effects of the gospel on the believer. He does not start, I think this is important, he does not start in Ephesians with what we as believers are called to do. He does get into that. that, that's, that it, it, by the way, the book of Ephesians is very doctrinal and very practical. By the way, many of us struggle with one or the other. We, we might know a lot of things about the Bible, but then it just doesn't work out in our life practically. Or we might be practical, but right on doctrine. But, but the, the important thing is, is to be bold. Right? Have the truth, but also know how to do it. Not just hearers of the Word, but doers also of God's Word. But what he was saying there is that he doesn't start with a bunch of do's. In other words, he doesn't start with our walk or our service for Christ. But he starts with, and make sure that we nail down, and I think this is important for every believer, to nail down before we try and figure out what we're called to do, or what we're called, how we're called to serve, or what the things are that we have to make sure are right in our life, is to make sure that we are secure in Christ Jesus. Amen. What God has done. Yep. Not a bunch of do's, not a bunch of I need to do this, or I've done this, or I do that, but God has Done the finished work of Jesus Christ in our lives. That's good. That's good news. And to know that and to have that by faith in our heart. The gospel. The gospel, by the way, is not a how-to manual. It is a God has done statement. God has done. He has finished. And he starts with that in these first couple chapters. The wonder, the wonder, the mystery. The, the glory of what God has done in the believer's life. Finished, complete, done. That's good news. Now, as you look at this, he starts to all the saints. He's talking to us. He's talking to the saints that are in Ephesus. Um, God's chosen people, called out, called to be separate, sanctified, uh, called by His name. We call ourselves Christians, what an honor to be able to say that we are trying to be like Christ, taking on His name. He's called us to sanctification, set apart. Uh, He's called us to holiness. You may say, uh, I don't feel like a saint. And uh, the truth of the matter is, many times we don't feel like a saint. But if God says that we are a saint, if God says that we are set apart and that, that we are His own, if His Word says that we are a saint, then we're a saint. But notice here in this first first, uh, verse that he says to the saints that are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Verse 3, if you skip over there real quick, he says, uh, in heavenly places in Christ. So I find it interesting that here the saints, here the believers at Ephesus, you and I, do we have two homes? He says to those at Ephesus, to those in Christ, seated in heavenly places. So today we are in Ephesus, or we're in Dayton, we're here in this world, but we also are in Christ. And by the way, the being in Christ, that's where our security comes. Because we're not 
working to keep our salvation. We're not working to keep uh, what God has given us. Salvation is a free gift from God, and it is all based upon Christ and His work. Uh, We have dual citizenships. And by the way, uh, if you'd be honest, as a believer, as a Christian, uh, that became a reality to you this past week. That yes, I am victorious in Christ. Yes, God has given me the victory. Yes, I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. I believe that. But here I am in Ohio and the battle is on. Right? Here I am and I look around and it, 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 it just wasn't easy this last week. I had some troubles this last week where I didn't feel victorious. Yes, I'm seated in heavenly places. Yes, Christ has given me the victory. But yet, the battle is on. Yet, the struggle is on. Now, Ephesus is located in in Asia Minor. And what's interesting about this is it has uh, has some significance in multiple ways. It was a great city, a great commercial, political, religious center. Had a theater. uh, Had a theater that seated... Over 50,000 people. Um, When Paul went and preached and and went on, there was a temple there uh, to the goddess Diana, a very pagan uh, city in that sense. Now this temple was uh, one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. This temple was made of beautiful shining marble, structured with great columns, 56 feet tall. And it took uh, 200 and some years to build this thing. This was the reality of the saints. Yes, they're in Christ Jesus. Yes, they have victory because of Christ. But also, they're in a very pagan land with a people that do not have a heart for God. Sometimes in the Bible we can see, oh my goodness, I'm a child of God. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, joint heirs with Christ. Our inheritance that He has given us as, as, as Christians is out of this world, right? But yet, I have a very practical pressing need today, right? Uh, like Abraham in the Old Testament, where God changed His name. And in Genesis chapter 17 and verse 5, the Bible says, Neither shall thy name be any more called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham, for a father of many nations I have made thee. So God changes Abram's name to Abraham, a father of many nations, before he had any children. Um, can you imagine how the irony of Abraham introducing himself, you know, back in the day? Hi, I'm Abraham. The father of many nations, right? That's what it means. Uh, Oh, wow, Abraham. So how many children do you have, right? Well, uh, none yet. You know, that could bring some laughs. Well, why is your name Abraham? Uh, You seem to be a little older, Abraham. You better uh, get started here, right? And sometimes as Christians, it's the same way. In our lives, it may sound crazy, but... In America, we're blessed. We, we experience very little or no persecution at all. But that's not been the story for most Christians throughout the ages, throughout the last 2,000 years. Uh, and even now in many other countries, uh, they're persecuted. They are downtrodden. 
They are cast aside. They're laughed at. They're looked down on. Uh, Christians, and, and you say, hey, I'm a, I'm a child of the King. I'm a child of God. But the reality is still sometimes that we're in Ephesus. The reality is sometimes that, yeah, we have the Holy Spirit of God in us and we have all these things going for us, but yet the battle is real. The struggle is real. The Spirit of God that indwells us, and Ephesians talks a lot about the Holy Spirit that seals us and indwells us. He assures us, though, of this coming reality and the present reality of who we are in Christ. No matter where we are in this world, no matter how bad it gets in the earth down here, we are blessed in Christ. Abraham was blessed. Uh, He was just a called out Gentile. God called him out, made him a sojourner. God promised him a people and a land. And uh, God confirmed it to him. But if you read the life of Abraham, he had to walk by faith a lot. There was a long periods of time when God promised and God confirmed and God said before the reality came to pass. And many times in our Christian lives, we have to by faith believe what God says about us regardless of the Ephesus around us, regardless of even how we feel in our walk of faith. When we start recognizing how blessed we are, when our blessing even started, that's good to know. Uh, when, when God began to uh, show us truth. When I read this verse in verse 4, that according to He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, and you kind of read down through that passage, you know what that tells me? That tells me that this world is just transient, that we're just passing through. That God knew us before, and God has future for us, and God has plans for us after eternity, that right now, the here and now, the at Ephesus part, is just, we're just passing through, we're sojourners. If we would allow that to sink in, the spiritual blessings and what God has done for us, you know what what we struggle with so many times? We struggle with our value systems. We we struggle with what we put value on. And too often times, we put so much value on the temporal. We put so much of our time, effort, energy, uh, you know, think about what you worry about. Think about what gives us anxiety. Think, think about what gives us care. How much of what we worry about is temporal? How much of what we worry about, you know, I've said this before, but most of us don't lose sleep over the eternal things. Most of us don't lose sleep over things that God said that He was going to do eternal. But the eternal and the spiritual are far better. But we trust God for that, but we can trust Him for this, right? That He loved us even while... We were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Look at verse 3. This is kind of the point that I was trying to make this morning and kind of the songs that we sang, uh, Bless the Lord. But in verse 3 he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. I see two blessings here. One is that we bless God, right? 
He says, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us. Now these blessings are going both ways, right? The blessings are going both ways, but our blessing God is far different than God's blessing us, right? We're His created, right? He created us. We understand that there's nothing that we can give Him that He needs, right? I mean, it's not like we could just shower Him with blessings. It's not like He is, uh, there's nothing that we can add to God, right? So this is a little different. When we bless God, it's a little different. But here's the thing. I think this is where we might find our fulfillment in life. That this is where we find our purpose right here. Is allowing and receiving, by the way, you have to receive God's blessing, right? You have to receive salvation, don't you? You have to receive forgiveness. You have to receive His grace, receive His love. Uh, I think this is where we find purpose and fulfillment in life is when we receive God's blessing and then give Him glory through our lives. Receive His goodness receive what God has for us, and then in return, glorify Him. In return, say, God, I'm going to give you my life, and I want my life to be a witness of you, to be a testimony of you, to give thanks to you, to praise you. I believe He wants that. Again, He doesn't need it. But I do believe that He wants it. I believe that He wants this from us. You say, How do you, why, why do you think that? He has it in several places just in this chapter. Look at, look at verse 6. Look at verse 6. Ephesians 1. Verse 6. To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. Isn't it good to be part of the family of God? I mean, no matter where you go in the world, to know that that Spirit bears witness with His Spirit and just to be part of the family of God, there's a wonderfulness of that. But he says, to the praise of the glory of His grace. You know, we've received a lot of grace. We've received a lot of grace. I don't know that we even recognize how much grace we've received. You know what I think the Lord would have from us with the grace that He's given? Praise His name. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. You say, what can I give to God? Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless His holy name. I thank God for the grace that He has had in my life. Look at verse... Look at verse... um, Look at verse 12. That we should be to the praise of His glory who first trusted in Christ. You say, what's this about? I'm I'm saying this is how we bless the Lord by praise, by thankfulness, by a life of surrender, by a life of sacrifice to Him. Right? Look Look at verse 14. He's talking about those that have... Let's read 13 too because it's so good. In whom ye also trusted. This is salvation. This is how we became a saint. You say, what did I have to do to become a saint? Right here. This is it. In whom we also trusted 
After that, you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. You know, we preach about salvation. We talk about being saved, born again, having our sins forgiven quite a bit because that's the best thing that could ever happen to us. This is the best thing. You say, how does it happen? By grace. We hear the truth. We believe the truth, the gospel of our salvation. He says, in whom after you believed, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise which is the earnest of our inheritance, the Holy Spirit in us. You say, how do I know that I'm a joint heir with Christ? How do I know that I belong in heaven? How do I know that these things are true? And God confirmed His promise with Abraham. How has God confirmed His promises? He he just told me here that I, I, I receive all spiritual blessing. That's what He said. How do I know that? He says, you know that by the earnest, the Holy Spirit of God inside of us. Who says, I'm a father who loves the Lord, who who every now and again will give us a little glimpse of our inheritance. Every now and again, we get a little idea of what heaven might be like with no pain, no sorrow, no tears, no sin. Every now and again, the Holy Spirit just pops something in us and we say, I, I, you know, I don't know that I can prove it, but I believe it because the Holy Spirit confirmed it to me and he's the earnest of my inheritance. Actually, I do believe the Bible that all spiritual blessings belong to me because of my inheritance, because of the Holy Spirit inside of me. He says, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. We've been purchased. The Holy Spirit is our proof of purchase unto the praise of His glory. It's starting to sum up that this is what it's about. That we, in our lives... We can give nothing to God other than praise, glory, thankfulness, honor, worship. And by the way, that's what He wants. That's what He wants from us. That's what He desires from us. We are created of God, and I believe that we are created to do this in fellowship with Him. Now God has blessed us, and we need blessing. (laughs) He has blessed us. And all He desires from us is to recognize what He has done for us. Recognize His blessing. Receive that blessing and return it with praise and worship to Him. Now He says all spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. If we're in Christ, then we've been reconciled to God. We have, uh, through Christ Jesus, we've been brought and shown His grace, His love, His peace. And by the way, All those things, grace, there is no peace without God. There would be no peace on this earth without God. We would not know love. You say, God is love. What's that mean? We would not know love if there was no God. I'm just trying to say, all good things, the blessings that we receive, the grace, those, the source of peace, the source of true love, the source of grace is God. All spiritual blessing. And by the way, spiritual blessing are the best kinds of blessings. I mean, He's done a lot of earthly blessings for us. Uh, I think we can all attest to that. But spiritual blessings are the best kind of blessings. And those are the ones that He's given us. Paul just mentions a few in this one chapter. He mentions uh, God reconciling us and making us uh, into His image holy and without blame. He talks about us being adopted into His family, accepted in the brother, uh, redemption, forgiveness, grace. 
He, he shows us in here that God blesses us with revelation. That the Holy Spirit begins to reveal things and truth to us. And that we can enjoy the indwelling Spirit and leading uh, that He has. The spiritual happiness that comes through the Holy Spirit. The song in our heart. The joy that comes through fellowshipping with Christ and in Christ. Uh, these are the spiritual blessings that comes from God. The Spirit in us gives us these things. The Spirit in us gives us these blessings. And all's again, all's, all's He would have from us is to love Him, worship Him, and praise Him. He first loved us, the Bible says. We love Him because He first loved us. I'm going to have you turn to one more passage before we close. Psalms chapter 103. Psalms 103. Psalms 103, verse 1. Boy, David knew how to worship God, didn't he? Again, I know I've said this multiple times, but David wasn't perfect. By the way, none of the saints in the Scripture were perfect, right? Other than Jesus Christ. No, they weren't perfect. But I'll tell you, the one thing that David had figured out is how to worship God. How to praise and give thanks to God. He says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Look at this. And forget not all His benefits. You know what we forget sometimes? The blessings of God. Sometimes we start to complain. Believe it or not, the most blessed people on earth. The most blessed people on earth sometimes start to complain. You know why we start to complain? It's because we forget His benefits. The earthly benefits. The spiritual benefits. My goodness, the things that God has done for us. He says, don't forget. You know what will help us not to forget? Search the Scripture. When you see a benefit, when you see a blessing, when you see a spiritual promise, underline it. Stop for a second and thank Him for it. Praise His name for it glorifying for it. He says, who forgetteth not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. That word justified. That's a spiritual blessing. Just as if I'd never sinned. Through the work of Jesus Christ, through the work of the cross, he forgiveth all our sins. To know that God has forgiven us to totally be made right in the righteousness of God imputed to us, who forgiveth all our iniquities, who healeth all our diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. My goodness, the Lord has crowned His children. He has blessed us. He's put His blessing on us. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things so that thy youth may be renewed like the eagle. Look at verse 8. I mean, you could read through this whole chapter. It's, it's, just a, it's just a worship to God. It's a prayer of praise to God. The Lord is merciful. You know, I've, I've heard folks say this. I think it's a good idea. Pick up one of these psalms, uh, one of these praises, one of these prayers to God in worship, 
and, and read it to God from your heart. Worship God by reading it. Praise His name just as David did. He says in verse 8, The Lord is merciful, gracious, slow to anger, plenteous in mercy. Look at verse 10. He hath not dealt with us after our sins. Isn't that good news? He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Thank God that He did not give us what we deserve. You, we don't want what we... You say, this isn't fair, that's not fair. Oh my goodness. Thank God for grace. I just want to thank God for grace. We don't want what's fair. We don't want justice. Trust me. We want the grace of God in our lives. And all He wants is us to thank Him for it. He said He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Verse 12, As far as the east is from the west, so far hath He removed our transgressions from us. Oh, they're all good. Verse 21, Bless ye the Lord, all ye His hosts, ye ministers of His that do His pleasure. You want to minister to the Lord? You want to serve the Lord? You want to do His good pleasure? You want to do His work? Just bless His name. Go to Him in the morning and thank Him. And in the day and thank Him. And thank Him when you're thanking Him for your food. Thank Him for all the other things that He's given us and the provision that He's made. And at the end of the day, just thank Him for the day. Just thank Him. As we read our Bible, find Him things to thank Him for. Verse 22, Bless the Lord, all ye, all His works and all places of His dominion. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. As we close, we bless God. Why? Because He first blessed us. That's the title of the, of the message. The blessed of the Lord do bless the Lord. The blessed of the Lord. Hey, listen. You don't have to bless the Lord unless He's blessed you. But if He's blessed you, you know what we owe Him? We owe Him our blessing. Listen. If we want to find the big picture... The big purpose of life here on earth is the reality is Ephesus is around us. The reality is there is struggles. The reality is there is pain. The reality is we do struggle with our, with our flesh and with the world and, and, and even the attacks of the devil at times. But listen, we have all spiritual blessing in Him and we can simply begin to search the Scripture and find the blessings that God has and we can begin to praise His name. Long before... We ever serve Him. Long before we ever try and work for Him, we should say, God, just thank You for who I am, what You've done in me. Never, ever pass up an opportunity to bow our head and say, God, humbly, I come before You as You're blessed. I come before You to thank You for my salvation. Thank You for my my being uh, uh, eternally secure in Him. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, it's really simple. It's putting our faith and trust in Him. It's from our heart, calling out to God and saying, God, I don't know all the answers. and I don't know a lot about the Bible, but I do believe what you said. That you came and you lived a sinless and perfect life. And Jesus said, you died on the cross for my sins. You were buried, and three days later, you rose from the dead. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. 
We'd love to hear from you and learn how you've been encouraged or challenged by this podcast. Please leave a comment on the Contact Us page on our website, or you could write to us at P.O. Box 641, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. Feel free to visit us anytime that you're in the Springboro, Ohio area.